Hey, it's Chris Edgerly, a.k.a. The Edge Voice, and you're about to listen to an audio version of an interview I've done on my streamcast on Twitch. Now, if you'd like to see the video along with it, you can find it in the links below, or you can just go to my YouTube channel, Chris Edgerly, a.k.a. The Edge Voice. Hope you enjoy it. And they're all excited, or as my kid would say, they're so excited! I come out in an hour! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, 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 I... Hey, that's Elle Newlands, by the way. Uh, for you folks that uh, don't don't see the the words under her, um, I, I I love that they let you keep your accent and they didn't try and smooth it out, like like Mike Myers had to do for Shrek. Shrek originally sounded more Scottish than the kids, the wee kids. He's not they they're not going to understand them, so he had to smooth it over. It's like not Horizon, no. I I think with her it was kind of like. Um, you know, I just stormed the closet. It was like, I just walked into my closet, my two by foot by three foot, like slidey closet. That's like full of egg crate and a really nice mic. And I just, I just let them have it. I was like, Hey, what's happening here? I was totally full on. No, I'm kidding. Um, but the one thing I will say, I made a tweet, I think it was yesterday where I was like, I send Sam voice. Like I send him like, like Scottish colloquialisms and Scottish uh -huh. like ideas. I sent him one, um, but he wrote back and he's like, I think that's a good idea. We should get a folder going. And, and they actually like Sam was so, um, so incredibly, I love Sam. He was so incredibly sweet. When, I, when, when I first started this, he was like, you know, and if you have anything to add and I was like, Oh, oh you're asking the oh, wrong person. Oh, you didn't just say that. You didn't just say that. You didn't give me permission to start Ouijaing it all over the place. And for anybody from Scotland, that's Glasgow, where Glaswegians shorten to Ouijies. So all of a sudden, I'm Ouijaing all over the place. So yes, I'm actually Scottish. Scotland forever. <laughs> I've I have not heard. Hey, by the way. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I, well, you know, w my wife and I went to Europe for our honeymoon uh, back in 2010. We never got to go to Scotland. I wanted to go. I wanted to visit the motherland, but I got a hat and I think I got it. Uh, I think I got it over on uh, Second Street in Santa Monica at the uh, the King's Head pub where they have like British stuff. King's Head. Uh, the King's Head. They yeah. have a lot of British stuff. And weirdly enough, I keep forgetting it's there and I keep ordering stuff off amazon i'm buying like scottish crisps uh yeah chips. like in your candy bars and have you yeah. ever the deep fried mars bar are you guys proud of that yeah yeah for sure and I, the way i buy is i buy my mars bar and then i put it in the freezer uh -huh. and then i take it out of the freezer and then i and then i put it into chunks and i eat like slices and i've heard you know glaswegian and glasgow as a lot of the locals like to call it and i've heard of the glasgow kiss which is a headbutt. Yep, that sure is. Yeah, heard of that. But um, I've never, like, I had a friend who did the uh, Fringe Festival, which I think is Edinburgh. And is. yeah, he said, Scotland is the most beautiful country full of lush greenery. It is. And then suddenly it rains sideways for 30 minutes. But that's why it's so green. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a, that's a Billy Connolly joke. You know who, you know Billy, yeah. you know Billy Connolly. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows Billy Connolly. And that is his total thing is like, he's like, you, the rain goes sideways. And I mean, it's Scotland is, it's, you know, I think his joke was in Scotland, you're blue. And when you go, when you're, when you turn white, that's a suntan. 
So, you know, that's I, the, the now we're, we're both pasty skinned, uh, the Anglos, I suppose. And I worked with a comic once who was more Irish, but he was redhead, freckle face like me. And he had the best line ever for being pasty skinned. He said, I'm so, I'm so pale. I once got sunburned standing next to a kid with a bright future. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's what we're bringing to the table here. And I, I think what people would love to see is the, um, or at least love to hear about is, and I always ask this of my of my fellow legends, and welcome to the party, by the way. Welcome Horizon to the party. Welcome Elle to the party. Here she is. I always ask, was it one audition? Did you get a call back? Was it a process? I some Some people got it after one. I had to do a call back. So how it worked for me was um, I was moving house. It was uh, right before pandemic. Okay. It might have been middle of, might have been, no, it was in the pandemic. It was in, it was like very first few weeks of the pandemic. Okay. April-ish. Yeah. Yeah. March, end of March, April. And so I heard from Terry Douglas, who's the casting director. And she was like, hey, this Scottish role come in. I pitched you for it. You really need to read for this. It's awesome. I didn't mm -hmm. know what it was. My agent, Dean, reached out to me. He's like, hey, we pitched you. It's like everyone's pitching me. The universe was like, all right, we're we're going to give you do a solid here. So um, I, I threw the audition like down because I was moving. And I was like, all right, I really need to do this. But it it was the character was just so like fun that I didn't even feel like an audition. I was just like, all right, this is what I got. So then, yes, I did get a call back. Um, and by that time I was in my new place mm -hmm. and I was in my closet. And then hence the whole season of season seven of apex legends for horizon was recorded in an airless tight, no light closet. I mean, they, they were doing Zoom. I mean, you couldn't even see me. I looked like I was in a badger set. You know, it was like I was down a rabbit hole because you couldn't see me. It was just like my eyes and my teeth. Um, and so that kind of became my legend story. And uh, I think she was her her call sign, if that's what we want to call her. Are we Top Gun? Deedly, By the way, I love the background. We're, we're playing the Zoom game. Hey, what's that behind you? And I, I love the rustic background. The only thing you're missing is a roaring fireplace and a glass of single malt. Well, I have yeah. a roaring fireplace downstairs and I found out now, I'm going to butcher this word, H-Y-G-G-E, have no idea how to pronounce that. Oh God, neither do I. Is that, Kelt is that Welsh for God's sakes? No, I think it's Swedish. It's, uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. So I had posted a picture of like, I lit a fire. I have a pot belly stove in my place and I'd lit okay. a fire and I posted a picture of the first fire I had lit because I'm like, I make fire. Yeah. I'm, you know, yeah. I'm like a cave woman. Yeah. And, uh, someone was like, that's the most, whatever, Higgy. Let's just say Higgy. I'm totally butchering it. <laughs> and it sounds funny in my accent. So let's just run with that. Yeah. That's the most Higgy thing I've ever seen. And I was like, what? And so I learned that apparently I live in Ikea. That's yeah. Well, I was saying either that or it's a cabinet at Ikea and it's on aisle seven, <laughs> row five. See, what you're going to find out is there's this entire ecosystem of people who know everything about the game and they're going to hit you with questions you're going to say with the what now and the who i got no i don't know i'm constantly telling them hey i have no idea and uh, get ready for that get ready to get hit with all kinds of of um i mean like deep questions about 
about Horizon and about what's your favorite weapon. And at this point, we have to tell you folks, she's never played Apex Legends. No, she, sorry. She does not. Do you own a console? No. Any kind of console? Okay. We're going to have to crowdfund you a console. I yeah, I used, to, I used to have a... Um... I used to have a, a an Xbox. Okay. If you have a PC, do you have a PC or do you uh, use a Mac? Okay. I use okay, gotcha. Because the ways that you can play Apex, it's a free-to-play game. You can download it onto your Xbox, your PS4, or 5, or your PC, and you can play. And um, it's an incredibly, I don't want to say complicated game, because you can learn it fairly quickly, but as far as playing it well, that's another story. I've been playing it for over a year, and I still suck at it, just because everyone else in it is good, right. and I'm no good. And you have to have these lightning-quick reflexes, and you have to know, I mean, just all this kind of stuff. But the thing that people are really responding to in the game, it's not just the gameplay, and as you know, you've done tons of games, the characters. Yeah. And the thing about Horizon, the, 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 the short that they came out with last week moves people incredibly. Yes. And it, you know, for somebody who does not have kids, you had to call upon acting reserves because, you know, you, you're not a mama. You're a, you're a like a mama. You're very nurturing, as we <laughs> talked about. You, you have a horse. So I have a yeah. horse and a dog and they're kind of like my children. Right, your kids. Uh, so, you know, I mean, you've done you've done a lot of the acting. What do you do when you're asked to play a mom who's having to make such a tragic choice? You know, what do you call on? Well, for me, I've had I've had things in my life that, you know, I've had my own tragedies and traumas and things that have happened in the past, you know, so you just you go to your emotional reserves. Right. You just you pull from something that, you know, something that happened to you in the past and you just bring it in in that moment. Right. So for you, because this is always a choice with everybody, there are two, speaking broadly, there are two acting choices or acting approaches. One is method where you really are going to work yourself up into that headspace. And the other is I'm going to pretend and that'll be it. And you might end up in that headspace, but for the most part, you're going to portray it and not, you know, breathe it in that moment and are you more of one than the other or are you just sort of whatever feels right in that moment uh i'm kind of a fly by the seat of my pants like um ask me that question again because i was actually reading some of the stuff and i'm like oh you like, can do either yeah so somebody was talking about that i had a horse and i was like oh my god he said i had a horse um oh. sorry ask me that question again well, do you like to try and imagine you're in that situation, work yourself up into the emotion of the character, or do you just sort of portray it, use technique? Um, I, I mean, I, so when I first read my script, I cried. Like when I first read the script, I cried. And um, I got to see like the scratch track of what was or the scratch video of what was coming down the pike, I had no clue, none, that it was going to look the way it did mm -hmm. in the end. Because wow, they just they did such incredible work. Um, and so I, you know, I was like, I just I I read it and I I I just got it. I was like, I I get this. Like I have empathy. I was like, I get it. I can understand what that must feel like. Right. So 
um, I, I don't know. It's it, it, the material. When the material's there. Yeah. Actors, we're empathetic sorts. We can, yeah. I mean, I, I always talked about this. As an actor, your emotions are always right under the surface. They're right here. And yeah. as soon as I had kids, mine sort of sometimes just sort of come out. Sometimes yeah. you, you just get so connected. When you start caring about something else more than you tend to care about yourself, it just happens. Yeah. I think like, I don't know. I just, for me, it was, it was, it's been a year, right? We've all had this year and I have had stuff that came before this year that happened in my life as I've grown as a person. Um, and right. so you just, you know, you just draw from it and you, you pull from, um, I don't know. I think like for me as an actor, I definitely tend to get into that headspace like wherever whatever the if it's a, if it's an emotional you know moment like that i definitely get into that headspace yeah i so. remember you told me uh we were chatting the other day and you said you have a maternal side to you and i instantly thought about i think i um saw it might have been an i don't know if you have instagram or if it was something you put on twitter but your horse you were watching your horse run around and the way you were talking to the horse, I thought, oh, it's like she's talking to a three-year-old that's running around. Are you going to get in the water? Are you going to get in the water? I that's thought, right. Yeah, yeah. She sounds like a mama. Yeah, she uh, she was going to roll in a, it was a, when it was raining and there was a, I had just, I had just cleaned her and she was going to roll in this puddle and I was like, don't you dare, don't you dare roll in that puddle. Oh, you're going to roll in that puddle. Oh, you're going to roll in that puddle. And she, meanwhile, she's <laughs> running around bucking and kicking out and, you know, horse farts and all the rest of it. She's having a good old time. And I'm just like concerned that she's going to get all dirty. So yeah, I was basically like, I'm like this mom. <laughs> that mom. <laughs> how did you, how long have you been uh, a horse person? I get maybe your whole life, I guess. But when did well, you start riding? And when did you, when did you get a horse and all that? I mean, you sort of just gave a spoiler there because people don't realize that, you know, I'm, I've got hoofs and, and horse legs from the waist down. I mean, they think I, I'm a queen. So, you know, asking me when I became a horse person. Yeah, like, that's true. Uh, it's, centeress. <laughs> 2020, what else can we expect? I'm a centeress. Um, I, I've, I've ridden horses and loved horses and been around horses my whole life, so. It's just the thing, right? I, yeah. I rode a pony at the fair. And um, although you must have done this, you've been in LA for 20 years now, you say? uh 17 years. 17 years okay uh the hollywood moonlight ride or is it no the twilight ride in the hollywood hills i think it's the i can't remember yeah. the name of the ranch yeah but you go to the ranch you get a horse you ride with a group if you want and they take you down to the uh this little cantina in burbank and then oh. you ride yeah you ride through the hollywood hills and yeah. you usually do it at night or well at twilight so you can oh, see the sunset Raj said, wanted to bop in. Uh, you all know how lucky you are to have LB part of this game. Awesome human, awesome game. Awesome community and on Chris is awesome. Wow, Roger. Hey, Roger, I don't appreciate your shit talking, all right? You're this far away from getting banhammered, all right? Like, Everything's awesome. Yeah. Roger's with us, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah, and uh, it's, well, Roger being one of the original uh, legends has has done this dog and pony show before. See how I tied all that in? And he's leaving now. Okay, fine. 
That's like a cameo. That's like a cameo. Is this like an Aaron Spelling show where he says, I'm going to get John Ritter to do a cameo over on <laughs> Charlie's Angels. And that, man, I'm aging myself at this point. <laughs> oh, my God. Good. What's yeah. Char oh, Charlie's Angels is that? Was oh, that come on. You're, yeah, well, that's true. You're too young. I, I probably got like 10 years on you. Um, <laughs> Charlie's Angels is a show from the 70s that was massive. Yeah, but remember your audience. We're going to have a lot of. Wait, I don't. I mean, they they know they know me. They know that I don't. They they know that they're talking to an old man here. And actually, some of my audience is just old enough to be basically aware of it. But yeah, um, yeah. Charlie's Angels was three uh, beautiful ladies that solved crimes, and one of them was Farrah Fawcett, and she became like the blonde of the '70s and all that. My wife uh, hated the show. And never watched it because she thought, no, they, all they did was look pretty. I said, no, they solve crimes and all that. And I was like eight years old going, what's this strange feeling that I'm getting as I'm watching these? Okay. <laughs> no, it's an 18 plus stream, you know, it's an eight year old noticing girls for the first time. Oh, so, yeah. Lordy, lordy. Lordy, lordy, lordy. I'm I, done hot over here. Yeah, I doubt I'm going to be able to make you blush. I've never... No, uh, no. What does it take to make a Scotsman blush? A Scotswoman blush? It, I don't know. I mean, it's hard. We have yeah. no filter. I mean, we're seriously... We've got no filter. We like to, uh, you know... We like to... Uh, I don't know. Keep it real, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I... I, I yeah, I don't know. Part of it is like, um, I've had to pull back a lot since I moved to California because it's a little more PC and, you know, and that's been hard for me because I, uh... <laughs> I remember this remind we used to be at the same agency. Okay. The first time I met you, you were sitting on the couch in the agency and you were saying something to the, I just remember how you pronounced it. Hey, you know, people are being a bunch of pussies about this weather. But, Did I? Yeah, you no. said that. It, it might have been about whether you definitely said the P word. And I thought just the way I'm you pronounced you, it. That's all Scottish people talk about is the weather. So, you know, it's like I go home and it's like the weather, how many colds you've had or what bunions are acting up or if your back's sore <laughs> or um, and that's pretty much it. It's just like the weather and, and health. Like those are the, the two main topics of conversation that circle around. Well, maybe it's the older Scottish people, not the younger Scottish people, but like the yeah. older Scottish people, their, their main topics of conversation are the weather. I think, I think that's probably the topic of conversation is the weather. Um, I guess. And I don't know why, because we don't ever get different weather. It just can rains all the time. So, you know. <laughs> I will say my brother, when he was, uh, he had a furlough, he, he served a year in Iraq and this is back around, I think, uh, 06 ish. And for his two weeks off, he went to London for a week and he went to Edinburgh and he said, London was okay, but Edinburgh was great. He says, I just love Scottish people. They were yeah. real. They were fun. They were cool. They didn't put on airs. And I guess maybe London turned them off a little bit that it was too much of i don't know and maybe he thought it was too stodgy and i think he liked how they just sort of hung loose in scotland yeah i mean scottish people are just you know they're pretty down to earth salt of the earth folks so um that's that's kind of like where i'm from that's my that's my peeps um 
I could tell you're distracted by the chat going by too. You, oh, all the random God. stuff people are putting up there. Yeah, I'm like, we'll do up? we'll do questions soon. Don't worry, we'll get people to that. Asking about my horse. Oh, you can talk about your horse. Oh no, it's fine. No, it's you don't want to. You want to protect your horse's privacy. Yeah, she's. I, you know, I, she's she's got her own thing going on, so I, I really do have to protect my horse's privacy. Gotcha. Okay. Um, as far as the accent goes. Has it softened a bit since you've been here, like unconsciously, or do you sometimes soften it a bit just for ease of communication? Um, well, when I talk on the phone, I talk in an American accent. Do you really? Yeah. Just I, yeah, I just I don't no no I just like you know I just can't I can talk like this because no no one would no one know what I'm saying so like I'm just like hey uh, I I've got a problem you need to fix it so hi like fix it now you know what i'm always amazed at this brits scots irish they always seem to be able to handle the american accent whereas you ask an average american to attempt a scottish or an english or an irish accent we just fucking mangle it we just can't seem to get the rhythms the nuances it's hard work for me and i freaking booked a craig ferguson sound alike for god's sakes (laughs) your average joe has no prayer but every every brit scott Irish person that comes over here seems to be able to do it with no real trick. I don't know why that is. Is our, is our, is our accent that easy? No, I have an answer to that because we, we grew up from like a very, very young age. We grew up with American TV. So if you're a mimicker, like I am, because I mimic accents. Mm -hmm. So, you know, from a very young age, I was mimicking accents. So um, I, I've been hearing the American accent my whole life. So okay. by the time I came here, it was almost like I'd I'd already left here because I'd been hearing it my whole life. Because there's hard. I mean, when I was younger, I mean, there was really no Scottish TV. It was mostly imports from America, um, and I watched American movies, and you know. So I guess like for me, it was just something I was I had all along. I was hearing it. That sounds strange to me to grow up in a country where they literally have kind of no TV programs that they make themselves. Everything has to be from somewhere else. No broadcasting of any kind. I mean, you had uh, radio, obviously, but... Well, I mean, there is now, but, you know, when I was a kid, it was like, no, there really wasn't. I mean, there was, like, some shows that were British-made, but for the most part, America was the hub. You know, it was like... Yeah. And I will say that when I was a little girl, I would walk around telling everybody, like, I'm going to live in America, I'm going to live in California. Like, from when I was, like is from when I could speak. So the fact that I'm here is kind of like, you know. What is that like to grow up in a, like, are they crabs in a bucket over there? They'll try and pull you back down if you have such lofty aspirations or do they say, no, go for it, go after it? Um. Well, where I grew up, I mean, I'm not going to say like people were mean or anything, but it, you know, I probably sounded like I was insane growing up because I'm like, yeah, I'm live in California. I'm going to be an actress. I'm going to go out and do, you know, my thing. And people were probably like, yeah, yeah. Pat me on the head. Okay. Good girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go eat your haggis. Thank you for not bringing haggis with you. Um, I've heard about it. I've not tried it. I don't think it's going to be on my list. Uh, not... I, no, it's not something you should put on your list. I'm not in a hurry. I'll just put yeah. it that way. Yeah. yeah, I'll just put it that way. Um, in the meantime, of all the games you've done, like this being the most recent, now, of course, you have other projects that are happening, but of course, you have NDAs, so you can't talk about them. 
Yeah. But are there other games that you've done that are still kind of current that people can see you in, hear you in, play your character? Well, so I'm in, I have, I think last Karen, I have 18 voices in World of Warcraft. Holy shite. Yeah, That's I think I'm lot. 18 18 or 19. Um, but my three main characters in World of Warcraft, I'm Moira Thorison, who's Queen Bronzebeard. Uh, uh, I'm also uh, Tess Greymane. Um, and I do Valtois. Valtois is kind of, she's a nightborn. She's kind of an evil character. Okay. Uh, so, and then I have, um, what else? I'm uh, Darth Savick in uh, Star Wars, The Old Republic. Oh, nice. She's, kind of, she's an evil character. She was quite a big arc in this last one, which I was like, oh. Um, and I think we were talking about, I am um, Ingrid in Asgard's Wrath, which is a VR, big VR, beautiful VR game. Um, uh, I did Forge Sister Alia in Dark Darksiders 2, and then I was also in Darksiders 3. I, th I think that I was in Halo 4 um, as Grant, who uh, Tedra Grant, who's a Spartan. Mm -hmm. But we were sort of like an offshoot, and we did like a bunch of mocap, and we were, the, it was like a Spartan series they were doing alongside the video game, right. which is very cool. Um, what else? What else? Uh, I'm in Skylanders. I, I play Avril, the Frost Elf, in Skylanders. And then I'm also in another Skylanders. That's swap force and then i'm in the next one where i play an american i'm a princess and i'm like a princess american princess character uh that's already a lot can't believe you remember all that stuff yeah i do, I do a lot of games like that's what we were talking about I'm, i've i've been very lucky like i've 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 gotten in on like niche on the games so yeah i had a period of time where i was doing a lot of them and i started to pull back when i started doing a lot of animation to protect my voice because as you know Games can be a bit uh, throat rippy, so yeah. you have to be careful. But um, yeah, I had a period of time early to mid aughts up into almost around 2010 where I was I was doing a ton of them. And it's uh, it's something that unless you have a trick to really preserve your voice, I almost feel like there's a shelf life to the really yelly parts of it. So you also sing, correct? I do, yes. Do you have tricks for your throat that help with singing that you find work for voiceover just to preserve it? Um, I think it's really important to uh, try and work from your diaphragm. Like if you're doing, yeah. you know, if you're doing like the screaming or you're doing like very loud or, you know, intense, it's like I try to work from my diaphragm. Um, and also just take breaks. I mean, there's there's some games where we've been in really long sessions and I've just said, listen guys, you know, I'm, my, my voice is kind of cracking and I need to quit because I'm losing my voice as we speak. So I think it's just, you have to treat it like it's, it's, it's an instrument and it's a bodily part. You can't forget that. So you have to respect it. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I, I, I have the, uh, is it Nimjong or it's like this, I've people got it. Call it, people call it the, Fred, the Fred juice. They call it like the Fred tartar juice. They call it Fred juice. It's like Nimjom Papakoa. I've got it yeah. in the kitchen. Yeah, Started using it in January. Amazing stuff. That's really cool stuff. I um, may go have some now because I I was having a glass of wine watching election returns last night because we my the wife and I needed to take the edge off, and I think I took off too much edge. I think I sanded that edge down way too much. And I woke up thinking, uh, yeah, okay. It's airborne time. 
Rut roll. <laughs> okay, let's see. Cam Tort Seven says, "Anyone, Cara uh, said, I'm thinking ever said that you look like Janet from The Good Place." I don't know who Janet from The Good Place is, so I, I don't, and perhaps neither does Elle. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, let's see. CT Caps fan, how many other legends have you interacted with? Well, interacted um, with. Well, you're in the text thread now. I don't know what that means. How many have I interacted? Well, have you have you met, talked to, like like you're friends with some of us already? Like you know Roger, yeah. you know me. You you yeah. you're, you've worked with some of the others, I'm sure, at some point. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah, I know you and Roger from like from before times. From work, from and business. Then, and then who have I worked with? Anyone else? Uh, I worked on a project. I worked with JB quite a bit um jb's great as a director uh he does a lot of blizzard stuff I'm yeah also, he does i'm also like a bunch of voices in hearthstone i don't know if anyone plays hearthstone but one of my favorites is uh i'm um uh, uh blah, blah, blah. afk oh are we still fighting <laughs> like she's just this she eats cupcakes and there's like we did this one session where i just sang i don't even remember what i sang i just sang like that like like the the crazy one uh, so what is that from from hearthstone that's another blizzard it's like one it. of those phone yeah. games okay um, yeah so uh yeah okay that's yeah that and i've said this before i've learned this about video games if you've dreamt it imagined it or seen it it's in a game somewhere someone th there's a game for everything i mean there's a game i played on this stream earlier in the year called goat simulator wow nice. yeah you actually just you take a goat and you okay. and you go do stuff around town that's that's the game i wow. just described the entire game to you that sounds very Scottish. Yeah. That sounds like something we do in Scotland. Yeah, I'm just going to go walk my goat. Yeah. Well, that, that we were kidding about this earlier on Twitter, but um, because of your accent, there are certain words that you've identified as, you know, they're cute when they're said with the Scottish accent. And I started thinking, yeah, food, boot, good. Those are all cute Scottish accent words, but I thought... If you were to say my favorite food is purple Skittles, I would think that's probably the cutest Scottish phrase that there is. My favorite food is purple Skittles. That's and I said bad. one of the ones is purple burglar alarm. And that's... then squiddle is like probably everyone's favorite. Squiddle. Squiddle? Oh, yeah. Squiddle. 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 Yeah. And giddle. Giddle. Yeah. Nice giddle. Um, where, so... is the, where is the thickest scottish accent what part of scotland do you go where you realize i'm not going to even be able to understand what they're saying is there one aberdeen 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 is aye. that like way up north like northeast and like going to bend the garden i like aberdeen aberdonians like if you google if you google like uh interviews with people from with men from aberdeen you will okay. just be you'll be like what what what's happening right now yeah are they just that tucked away where they just don't get other people coming in no, that just much? Very, they just have a very, very specific brogue. Like okay. it's an East Coast brogue, but Aberdeenshire has like a very specific, and they say things like fit Ken, go and do like Ben the kitchen. Like they have their own language. Well, <clears throat> the funny thing is that I grew up in the deep South in the United States and the South is populated by a lot of Scotch and Irish. 
that yeah. they came over. They eventually made their way down Appalachia, the Appalachian mountain range. It goes up through a lot of Scots ended up somewhere in the mountains. I don't know how they found it, but that's where they wanted to settle. And hillbilly music right. is really heavily influenced by Irish and Scottish music. And so a lot of the Southern accent seems to be influenced by some Scottish, some Irish and some English. You know, the dialect, the accents, all of it, they're kind of cousins. Because yeah. if you get up into Appalachia, you're going to meet some people. They don't make any sense to, you know, if you ain't come down from the mountain, Ale. I like that's, that name, Ale. That's actually one of my favorite accents because uh, I have a, a, a friend at, at my barn where I keep my horse. And uh -huh. I, I think he must be from that area because that's how he talks. Like He's like... Um, I'm trying to think like, how you doing there, Ale? H how's it going? How yeah. you doing there, Ale? And that's like, Ale, that's exactly how he says Ale. it. He Ale. Could, it uh, that's, you know, there are a lot of, it could be from a part of Texas that could be from more of a mountainous area, but definitely sounds more, almost more Southern than Western because you can yeah. never really tell. But when I went to school, it was up at the base of Appalachia, University of Georgia, and there was a guy on our dorm, in our dorm hall, that uh, was very Appalachian. And he said, man, last night I drank enough liquor to float a battleship. Yeah. So yeah. that I was our Aberdeen right there. That sounds, that sounds yeah. about right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's see where everybody's from. Anyone here watching that's from Scotland? I would imagine no. Otherwise, you might have said so. But anyone here from Europe? Probably not because it's 8 p.m almost 8 p.m. and they're asleep or yeah. maybe yeah let's see uh no okay i'm from appalachia sure you are quick benji maybe not oklahoma west virginia west by god virginia that is appalachia there you go san francisco born of an east end london mum have you ever done the east oh, yeah. ender accent you could probably do a pretty decent uh london accent i mean they're god those are only about 50 of them yeah like you know like uh uh, going up the going down the apples and pears. Yeah, is that the East Ender? Like the rhyming slang, yeah. It's like uh, Cockney. No, no, not saying. No, I'm saying. Yeah, apparently the apples and pears. Cockney is you're not proper Cockney unless you're within range of the bell that rings in this well, particular church. Well, now you're just church. doing like you know Michael Caine. That's like what nah, you're doing. Michael Caine's when I pinch my throat. <laughs> it's only supposed to blow <laughs> the bloody doors off. It's Michael Caine. Yeah. I put pauses in my lines for no that reason. I'm the British Christopher Walken. <laughs> he is. Yeah, kind of. And then we hear Sean Con you know, Sean. May he rest in peace. Yes, 007, license to thrill. All the ladies love 007. I used to be a milkman. Wink, wink. I was a milkman, and then... I was rolling in the hay with Pushy. <laughs> That's a literal fact. It is. From Sean. All there the ladies was... love 007. And he never managed to quite shake that burr, even when he played a Russian sub-captain. That was my joke. Have you seen that stand-up joke? Everybody did that joke, though. That was the thing is that... I did it just... Come on. They were doing that joke in 1990 when the movie came out. 
I was just, my whole stand-up premise was like, I would just randomly burst into Sean. It was like weird. And I did this, this joke and it was my best. It was my, it was the most well-received joke where I did, I said, you know, he's a, a captain on a Russian underscore captain, Russian submarine. Uh, and he's like, uh, fellow comrades on this Russian submarine. This is your captain speaking. I am a card carrying member of the communist party. So let's go bomb the shit out of these Yankee bastards. And then we'll eat some borscht. Aye. Or some haggis. You must know of, you at least must know of Ben Elton. The, uh, the yeah, British I know who Ben Elton is. Yeah, 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 he had a great line about Roger Moore, who had the, apparently had the same problem. He played a, a German SS officer in a movie, and he says every other... Every other character, every other actor is in their characters. Sieg Heil, mein Führer! And, and Roger Moore was always, oh, indeed. <laughs> he couldn't shake that, that proper uh, British that he was. Yeah, that uh, he Always he very. very yes. Yes, he's very proper. <laughs> exactly. Oh, so, yeah. All right. I, I guess I'll throw it to some questions because I, I tell you what, before we, before we move to the questions, um, when you were recording... Uh, horizon because people always like to know this too how much of your own because we talked about this you you brought a couple of ideas to them have they let you riff a little bit and get some of that into the game i mean we're going to find out later when we play assuming i get on because i don't know i may not have a fucking prayer of getting in Um, this is going to be a long queue um uh yeah i mean yes they didn't i mean i didn't riff because i'm i res- i'm respecting you, the you respect the written copy but but you know they would like sam would have written something a certain way or uh-huh. the guy would would be like doing research and they would be like oh that's i thought that was like a scottish thing and i'm like well it kind of is but it would be probably be better if i said it this way yeah and then i would just add and there's some humdingers in there it's i can't wait to like i don't know how this really works because you know i don't play the game so but i'm I'm sure these lines come out in game. And so I think they do like, yeah. well, I'm sure you remember the experience of saying, uh, um, uh, 301 here, uh, or, uh, you know, Arkstar here, you know, you have to say every single weapon three different yeah. ways yeah. and over and over again, like a lot of video games, you get your script and it doesn't look like a normal script. It is a spreadsheet of just line after line after line. Yeah. And except this game, blessedly, you'll notice you don't have to do the death noises. Uh, I, yeah, I don't think I did. I think I, I did. I mean, it was mostly just like p- the pitch would it would change because yeah. you're for different like environments. Right. Uh, it would be like different environments would would change. So, um, but I think like honestly, I mean, it was funny at the beginning. I'm always it's like I just I it's weird. It's like. <laughs> At the beginning, I don't know, Sam just came out and he's like, you know, I kind of see her like a Mrs. Doubtfire. And I was like, <laughs> I know what he was saying. Like, I get it. It's like, she's probably the most famous. She, he was he was trying to, con, you know, convey that she's very nurturing. And, okay. you know, because at the end where she's like, oh, sweeties, where she sits down and she does her little thing. Like, you know, where she, at the end, where she's talking about the dinosaurs and, um and, and I think that's what he was going for was like that sweet kind of, um, uh, but in my head, and I don't know, this might make me sound really daft, but I thought they were, I thought she was an older character because I hadn't really seen any artwork. Uh-huh. But at the beginning, 
I think like the like the voice print that I sort of chose for this character, I, I sort of thought she I was sort of putting her as a little older. Um, but it's funny because I even though I played it that way, it didn't I, when I hear my lines, I'm like it didn't translate. It didn't come out that way. I think it was more I was trying to capture that essence of a nurturing, you know, kind of loving, fun. And then I saw how she is in game, and I'm like, well, that's interesting. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they, they. This is the dichotomy. It's a murder game. You're blowing everybody away. It's um. It's it's a very violent game, but they have pauses for characters, and so yeah. yes, these characters, these fully developed characters, exist in a yeah a an ultra violent game. And, and here to and here to cop to that is Ashley Reed. She's one of the writers. She's in the chat. Ashmash Reed. That's Ashley Reed. Hi, so. Ashley. She's saying hello. Yeah, 10 minutes to the new season. Now, I have a question for the chat. Do you have to update or is the season just ready to go? Because I tried to update earlier and nothing happened. It just says, oh, yeah, it's season six, season six. So that's what I don't know is like, all right, well, what the hell? What do we do? You know, so, you know, my guess is we just turn it on. Um, they, oh, you have to update? Okay, yeah. So it's going to take an update. Update is still not available. So, all right, yeah. Well, then we'll, we'll take some questions. Anyone on the chat have any questions for the lovely and amazing Elle Newlands? She's here. Let's see. Have you attended any conventions? If so, what are some interactions you remember with fans? Well, pre-pandemic, I mean, and you can do virtual conventions, but... Yeah, pre-pandemic, well, I did BlizzCon, uh, which was the Powerful Women of Warcraft, and I did the BlizzCon panel, I guess, as, well, not, I did it as myself, but rep representing Moira Thorison. that was surreal, that was like 1,500 or 2,000 people, like, BlizzCon does it up, and before they brought out like a makeup artist and they, I mean, wow. they put, like they do your hair, they do your makeup. I was like, what's happening right now? And it was really cool. Cause I did a signing afterwards and I got to like sign a lot of, you know, stuff for a lot of fans. Oh, that's cool. Which, that was my first experience, but I've done Comic-Con. Uh, I, I, I quite often get asked to do the cartoon voices panel. Oh uh, yeah. At um, Comic-Con. Yeah. Mark Evaneers. Yeah. yeah. Mark. Yeah. Mark Evaneers panel. So I've done, I did cartoon voices this year um i did cartoon voices this year uh online uh -huh. with um gosh who was it john mariano allison uh -huh. packard uh oof, uh, uh oh the voice of skeletor i'm sorry i'm like blanking right now he he's he's like a he's like he, the, he was the voice of skeletor the original voice of skeletor back in the d um oh like oh i'm sorry i'm like i, I keep terrible. thinking of the voice of uh transformers i keep thinking of peter cullen i'm thinking yeah, it's probably not the voice of skeletor no yeah. but uh, that's okay veteran i know yeah oh like, no yeah. he's got the most uh, he's got like the most <clears throat> anyone so you know yeah. it's like crazy and i did it that with him and uh sorry i'm like blanking i'm so it's like covid i'm just like ugh. i don't remember names and uh but yeah but i did that and then i did cartoon voices uh at comic-con that was really fun um alan oppenheimer alan oppenheimer thank you so much ghost of reach yes alan oppenheimer mm. um uh yes and he was fantastic you know he was pulling out some of the i mean it was just like a master class because you know people would ask him to of do course. 
he was doing his voices and it was so incredible yeah um yeah and then i yeah like i said i did that the cartoon voices panel and i'm hoping i get to do panels at some point with apex and you know when the pandemic lifts one of these days i'd love to see an apex con where they just they get us legends together and we you know we have fun um ashley is telling me someone at respawn told me to mention they loved you as peter potamus well you tell him i love them too ashley ah, ask him if they got that thing i sent you ah. yeah it's one of my weirder characters but one of my favorites ever it's for an yeah. adult swim show oh let's see bella wants to know if you could sing for us well i don't we don't want to put you on the spot for singers you got to warm up and you got to you know, it's a whole thing. I don't mind. I do. I do a Celine Dion impersonation. Oh well, then we got to hear that. Okay. Don't think I don't feel that there's something wrong. Human, the sweetest part of my life for so long. I look in your eyes. There's a distant light, and you and I know there'll be a storm tonight. This is getting serious how you thinking about you or us that's my celine dion <sighs> I, that was very well played and pitch perfect too by the way you did those little runs and my wife's a singer she'd have been very impressed by that no warm-up no nothing all you have to do is the, the celine. i was gonna do that but then i was like the no. french canadian my name is celine dion the greatest singer you. in the I world so much i love you all thank you so much i love you <laughs> that's a, I, I once saw a comedian say that oh i know why she does this she's got a little defibrillator in there because she's so, <laughs> she's trying to keep her heart she's going very small i actually went to see her um i did a show years ago and like i was uh i had to do research for celine dion and i went to see her at caesar's palace when she was still in residence Oof. must be a hell of a show i mean she is outstanding she is outstanding she i can't even it's just like she she blew her she blew everybody off the you know she's running around singing i mean her voice alone is incredible but she's running around stage i mean for two hours i think it was even more than two hours she's running around she's dancing she's and the way she interacts is like i don't know i was i'm a big celine dion fan I am. I heard this could be apocryphal that when she's not doing shows, she doesn't talk at all for the whole day. Like she'll rest her voice completely. Maybe not now so much. Maybe she doesn't do as many shows, but in between shows, she will say nothing all day. That's possible. Yeah, I would imagine that. I mean, I think for the shows that she was doing, I think she was doing like six nights a week in residence. And for the the stuff that she was doing was like hardcore. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Tech Savvy Gamer wants to know, have you ever been to horse shows or have you ever ridden in a horse show yourself, like show jumping? Yeah. That's a, that's a, that could be a pretty rough sport. When I, yeah, I got hurt a lot. <laughs> when I was a kid, I used to jump. I used to do, you know, okay. shows and I would do, do jumps and stuff. Um, and I came off a few times. <laughs> I've come off my horse a few times. She's a bit, my horse, um, she used to be a polo horse. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't play polo, but she was a polo horse and she was imported from Argentina. Um, okay. She is an Argentine thoroughbred and she's fast. I mean, she's a big girl and she's <clears> fast, She, but she's kind of lazy because she's older now. But when I first got her, there was one time 
I was just riding around the property and I was like what's called bareback where there's like no saddle and I, uh -huh. I think I had like a rope halter I didn't even have like a bridle um, and I was just moseying around and I just happened to look up this hill and I was like god and I thought to myself it would be so cool to just gallop up that hill and I don't know I think my horse has something <laughs> ESP because she just went all right then and she took off up that hill and at first I was like ah because I was like totally unprepared but then you could just hear me screaming like I was just like wow this is so great wow like running up this hill she's like galloping and that's when I felt her go full pelt and she's fast okay fast. so yeah I would think polo horses are they a little more aggressive because of the nature of the game the stopping the starting the the yeah. mixing it up with other horses yeah I mean she actually they're they're the best horses <clears throat> we have is because they live in um they live in uh like uh God, what are you calling them again i'm like forgetting words sorry guys it's 2020 timeshare uh, condos uh duplex it's like, a, it's like a polo team you know it's like the a okay. string you call them a string so it's okay. like most people who play polo have five or six horses so okay. they can swap out throughout the chuckers and so a polo horse is actually a really great horse to own because they're used to being around tons and tons of other horses and they you do what's called ponying so you ride one horse and then you hold like and I used to do that. I used to exercise the polo horses before I bought her. And you would hold like three horses on each side with like, you know, just three horses on each side. And you're on one horse and you're like riding this horse with like six horses on either like six horses. And uh -huh. you're like, God. So, but it's like, they, they're so, they're so great at being, you know, in that string that they, they basically are the easiest horses in the world to own because they get along with other horses. They don't kick, they don't bite. You're not all squealy and weird. They're just, they're just chill. I could never, <clears throat> I only did the horse ride a couple of times, the Hollywood one. And I never got beyond, uh, I don't even think, I don't even think we, uh, we did a gallop of any kind. It was mainly just walking, just sort of trotting along and, I think at one point we did a very brief, what is it, like a canter? Yes, canter. Okay. And I thought, I, I don't know if I could stay on. I mean, this is kind of brutal. You just you're smacking up against that saddle. Just have no way of knowing how to handle it the first couple of times you do it. I mean, after a while, I'm sure you know what to do with your hips, with your thighs, how to brace and all that. But man, the next day I was feeling it. Yeah, I mean, because you're using your core, you're using your inner thigh, you're using muscles. Most people, when they get on a horse for the first time, it's like to just to balance. You use it's a very, it's a very intense sport because uh -huh. you use, you have to use your core muscles and you have to use your, you know, inner thighs and um, just to just to stay on to balance. Mm -hmm. and when you start adding in, you know, the the the, the three beat gate, the four beat gate, the you know the different type, the different movements that the the different speeds that they go at then you're talking like different types of balance. And then if you're running in a circle, which most of the time you are with horses, you're just running in freaking circles. Um, you know, you have to balance for that too. So you end up with really good core technique. See, one of those things, I don't know how much pandemic as uh, the pandemic has affected horse riding. But one of these days. Well, actually I can't go with my wife because she, she has, uh, uh, she has uh, restrictions now on her health because you know she's a heart attack survivor and has had an has an aneurysm it's never burst or anything oh she can't ride horses now so which is a shame because my wife on a horse would be adorable she's like five three you just see this tiny little lady your wife is beautiful she's beautiful she, she is beautiful i i married up as they say 
Yeah, um, she's she's beautiful. I, I met her a couple of times at the Simpsons parties. Oh yeah, uh, the Simpsons parties is like when you go to Cold Stone Ice Cream, because everyone's in a great mood. They, yeah. You ever been into a Cold Stone and just no one ever is in line at Cold Stone and they're cranky. They're just because they're about to get ice cream. Yeah, you go to a There's Simpsons party is everyone's really happy. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. it's always a really fun time, and then you know Matt gets up, and it's a, it's a nice crew. <laughs> and then you eat a donut the size of a dinner plate, like I like to do. The lard lad, that was always my favorite. Part. <laughs> That's my favorite part of it too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Mer Mercenario Zoro wants to know: Do you play video games? Do you play? Uh, it? Have you played at all? We know you don't have a console now. No, I have in the past. I've played, you know, but probably like I love those <clears> fight <throat> games. You know, those ones where it's the the ring, the arena, and it's like you play somebody and you just kick them and punch them. Like, like Tekken. Like, yeah, I like those. That's me. Yeah. Doing the Tekken. All right. So yeah, you're old school Street Fighter. Yes. That kind of stuff. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. we'll take a couple more and then I'll try and I'll see if I can download this game. Okay. For L of all the legends, who do you think horizon would be close to? Do you know the other legends well enough? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't think she's got enough backstory. No. Yeah. No. Now, did they tell you much about her little robot newt? Did you get to see a lot of art of that or just not a whole lot of, uh, not a whole lot of renderings, huh? No, I think like they were working on it as we were as we were going so um plus you know it's just like we were really trying to figure out the character yeah it's my my first season so it was like you know let's just really hone this character down and um but it was really i have to say like working with respawn it was a blast i had a really really good time um and it's been a bright spot in my year because it's been a crazy year for all of us and this is like probably the best this is the best thing that happened to me by far this year um yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, this is probably, I mean, it's hard because you say that about all your characters, but I think this might be my favorite character. Really? She, yeah, I think so. I just, you know, she's kind of, she's so close to who I am. Like she, it, it, you know, you want to say, oh, it was such a stretch because it makes you look like a better actor, but no, she's actually very close to who I am as a person. <laughs> um, so it was kind of heartwarming to play something that you can just bring yourself to and know that it's, you know, just a really pleasant this is a really pleasant experience, I have to say. Here's one. Quick, Benji. What is your favorite one-off cameo character, Ben? Maybe we just made one appearance in something? Uh, gosh, I can't. That's what, I, I can't think. can't think. Uh, it's hard because a lot of times there, there can be a lot of those things that sort of add up. You know, you make one appearance in something. Have you done any on-camera stuff? Yeah, I mean, I've done commercials. Uh, I did commercials when I first started. I, um, I've i done some movies. I did this really cool short film for it. So the, the company, the visual effects company that that did all of the, it's called Aaron, Aaron Sims, Aaron Sims Creative. And he is uh. a giant creature visual effects. They're, I mean, they did the, the aliens and AI. Okay. I mean, they've done it all. And so we did this short. They were, I guess they were crowdfunding for a movie about a robot called RL7, which was very cool. Um, I have a YouTube, by the way, with clips. So if anyone, it's just my name. I think you've all been going there and writing Horizon, which is hilarious. Like, um, oh, of course. I think that film might be on YouTube. But um, it's just, it was a really, I played this doctor, this British doctor. Um, and it was, the visual effects in this were like, 
unbelievable. It was insane. Um, and that was really fun because that was the, that so I guess it's a, that would probably be one of my most fun experiences on camera because I got to interact with like a robot that's, you know, VFX. He wasn't right. really there. Uh, but it's just when I saw it at the when I saw it, you know, after it was made, I just could not believe how incredible I could because it's Aaron Sims, but I could not believe how incredible the work was. Um, amazing. And it was just really fun to get to like perform with this. Well, not with, but like having this robot and the scene like a giant robot. We're talking a big robot. <clears throat> A lot of this, yeah, a lot of this is the hard part because since you've done stand-up and I I did, I mean, I was a road comic for 10 years back in the 90s, 90s and the early aughts. When you perform live, you get the immediate connection with the audience, the immediate gratification. When you do voiceover, you do a voice acting scene, you might not see it for nine months or a year. It can take a long time to get that delayed gratification, but it's still very gratifying. But I do miss that immediate connection with the crowd. That's not a question, I guess. It's a statement. Well, I mean, that's like I said, I used to do stand up. And that was one of my favorite things about stand up comedy was uh, I just when I stood up on that stage, it was weird. It was like I have a lot of nerves about, you know, I, I have nerves and anxiety. I had nerves and anxiety about this. I still do. Um, but it was weird when I got up on stage for stand, even as, when I was a singer, because I used to be a professional singer. I used to uh, be a session singer in Scotland, and then I went on tour and, and did like, you know, backup singer. And even singing, I was kind of nervous. But for some reason, when I got up and did stand up, it was just like, maybe it was my sass, my Scottish sass, but I was just like, huh. ah, <laughs> this is where I want to be right now. And I would just like, you know, I, I, I got into like, because I studied, I did improv at the Groundlings and I, okay. I upright citizens ucb um i've done a lot of improv training um and comedy training and so i just that was kind of like my that was my jam was just to stand up and that was such a, and you know this it's such a cool place to be because the, the the audience is like right there and if you suck they're not they're there but they're right in your face but if right they're they love you and so it's it's a really really good trial by fire for any actor to just get up there and, and try and work a room like that. It's really good. Well, that's interesting to me because most people are terrified of stand-up. And, and yeah, it's, yeah, the other kinds of acting, yeah, of course, they can give you butterflies, but stand-up, usually people go, no, no, I don't want to try that. And yet you get up there and it's just, it's, it's a, it's a fit. I loved it. And like the, one of the things I used to love was I would, I would get invited. To, I think a lot of it was my accent as well, but I would get invited to host. So I would get invited to come along and host people's shows. So I was like introducing the next comic and telling right. some jokes. And that's where my, that was where my improv, like my improv training. That's when I really like realized that I absolutely love to just riff, like to just uh -huh. up riff. So, you know, that is funny to hear that when people talk about um, their anxieties and some like some brilliant actors have social anxiety. They don't know how they're going to connect with other people. They worry about how they come off. And it's it's almost rare to find somebody who is a gifted performer and to not hear later on from them that, yeah, I don't I'm very shy. But something happens. Someone once described it perfectly. When you step on stage, you're stepping through this invisible curtain. It's like an yeah. invisible shower. You step through it and you're a different person. That's a hundred percent. It's crazy. And and it's funny because like, 
you know, we were talking about Roger earlier. He's like one of the funniest humans I have ever met in my life. Yeah. I mean, he's, uh, talk about quick on your feet. Yeah. I, I, it's like, shut up, shut up, shut up. Cause it's just like, you just, and like, that's such a gift. And that's, I think that was what I loved about stand up was I just got to, uh, in the moment just say whatever i was thinking and 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 take a risk and i think that that it does it, it's like you were asking earlier about my process and i think like doing stand-up and doing improv for so long just really made me sort of like i don't i'm not afraid uh -huh. to take a chance like to just take a chance on something and just try it and see if it works and if it fails eh. yeah i mean well, that's what happened with me in stand-up is that, um, I mean, there's a lot of failure in stand-up because it's immediate. Joke doesn't work. Okay, fine. We'll tell you with our silence. Or if your set doesn't work, you'll know because you'll feel like killing yourself after it's over and, you know, crawling under a rock. And when I segued into voice acting, um, it was a gradual segue. I was doing voice stuff even while I was doing stand-up. To me, it was an enormous advantage because... Yeah. When you're, when you're primed for comedy and for timing and, and for thinking on your feet, voice acting is right in your wheelhouse because so much of the copy, the script, invites you to do that. Yeah. And I always do like in auditions. I don't know. I mean, I don't over, I don't try and overpower the writing, but I definitely always add a button or I, 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 I make the character, especially if I'm doing it in a Scottish or a British accent, I'll take some colloquialisms and I'll just sort of like spin it a little to make it mine. Right. Um, and I, oh, I, you know, I, I, so you're we asking about on camera. So one of the funniest stories ever was I auditioned for this thing years ago. It was for a Fox reality TV show called Hollywood house. Husbands of Hollywood was the name of the TV, the reality <laughs> TV show. And they did this spinoff like this web series, which was so funny. And I, so I went into audition and Fox and it was like this massive conference table of like 10 dudes sitting and I come in and I, you know, I sit down and I do, and I did it in American because that's what they asked for. And so as I was leaving, you know, I'm like, oh, thanks, thanks, great. You know, as I'm leaving, I turn around as I'm just about to close the door and I go, it was just an instinct. I was like, does anybody want to hear this in Scottish? And this one guy went, I do like he put his hand up and then I did the character as she was supposed to be called Victoria Sampon that was her name so then she became Victoria McDougal Sampon and it was like this bitchy chef character she's a Scottish chef she was such a bitch and it was so awesome playing her but that's probably one of my best audition stories ever because I just went in there and I did it as an American and then I, I'm like hey does anyone want to hear this as Scottish and they were like what just happened because I went in and when I audition, I, I go in and I talk in an American accent. I don't break character. So okay. all of a sudden they sat in a room with me and I'm this American and I'm playing this American role and I'm walk out and I turn around, I'm like completely a different person. They're like, uh, are we getting pumped? Like what's happening here? And I got the role and it was really cool. And it was one of the best, it was one of the best like comedy things I've ever done. It was so, so good. It was, See? It was so you well just, written. You went for it. You went yeah. for it. You, you figure, what's the worst that can happen? I mean, I think George Clooney said this. You were unemployed before you walked in. Chances are you'll be unemployed when you walk out. Why not go for it and not have any regrets? You know, you're probably not going to blow it by trying something else.
Well, I also think that you, re- I, th- I mean, I just, I, I don't know. I've always been this way. I don't want to live with any regret. Like I, tr- I just, I try, I, sh- I don't know. I'm, I can, I can be annoying. I'm kind of like, I made this joke recently. I've got like, I'm a very enthusiastic person. Let's just say that. Like I kind of show up like a puppy, like a Labrador puppy at times. Um, but it's like, I, I don't know. It's like, I just, I feel like, what do you have to lose? You've got this one life. Like yeah. people, people don't want you to fail like and that's the thing about actors they get so we we all do we get so hung up on it's like nobody wants you to fail they want you to win especially if you're being auditioned or you're being called back they actually want you to win so it's like yeah they they want to wrap this shit up so they can get to shooting this thing they're tired of seeing people they want the next person to walk in the door to be the one please it's lunch yeah so that's i don't know i just i sort of i try and show up to things with you know with enthusiasm and gratitude because I just I don't know I just I feel like especially this year I mean I felt like this before but this year has really shown me that you know it's like we just have this we have a short life we think we're here for this really really long time but you know it's like a blink it's a blink and you miss it and so I just I always said when I was a kid I was like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna live as much life as I can and I mean I moved here I've done on like I used to do red carpet hosting I really yeah, I was a red carpet host. I've 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 interviewed Charlize Theron, Rob Lowe, like you know, big directors. Like I used to do festivals. I would do like red carpet festival stuff, and I just did all this stuff because I just wanted to try it. Same with stand up. I was like, I just want to try stand up, and I just wanted to try a bunch of stuff because I was like, you know what? I don't know how long I have here, but while I'm here, I'm gonna take up space. Who who did you do the red carpet stuff for? What was the company? Oh, I would just get hired like from like I did the Santa Barbara Film Festival a few times um, and I did some stuff here in LA. Um, I didn't do it for a really, really long time because then I got into voiceover. Okay. And and then like around the time I was doing it, that's when kind of like when my voiceover sort of hit. And so um, and I told you this funny story. I have to tell this funny story. Uh, the, The first person that I ever did, I told you this the other night. The first person that I ever did a, an acting class with. So I don't know, 16 years ago, I walk into this this voiceover acting class. I'd never been a voiceover actor. I walk in and I just start chatting with this very funny guy. And we, you know, we do this six-week class and we and it was Roger. Before Roger was an actor. Like before Roger was Roger, before I did it. And that was like, that was the moment I was kind of like, after that class, I was like, wow, this is really fun. Like we did commercial and animation and we tried Walla, we did all different things. I was like, this is something I could really enjoy. I was like, this is a really fun thing. So then I just decided to really go for the voiceover stuff instead. Yeah. And well, watching you, the facility you have with trotting these characters out, slipping in and out of them, obviously it's it's a natural thing. Even if you've worked at it, yeah, I think you're working from a very natural foundation that's just, you know, like like can spot like. And when you're going into an audition, you have no trouble going for it. You have never no trouble trying these things. But then you say you have anxiety about this because these people are watching. And I'd never had any anxiety about this stuff at all. I, I don't know why, but maybe it's the perspective you have on it. If you see this as just another uh, thing that you're going to try. These people all want you to win. They're all, they all love Horizon already. They all, I mean, they, they certainly are digging you. So it's this a is, big yeah. deal. 
It's a big Apex deal. Apex Legends it's a, is a big deal. It's not that big of a deal. It's a big deal. This is a big deal. This is a huge, huge thing. And it's, not, it's not that big of a it deal. Is. It's, it's a not. big deal. Like this is an incredible community and it's like, you know, it's I, I, I wanna I wanna make sure I live up to the you know the hype. <laughs> you, there, there's no hype. It's not well there's nothing you have to live up to. Trust me. Oh, no, but you know, I it's have, like I have set the bar so low that <laughs> you will will cruise above it. It's okay. I mean, the people who come to my stream expect me to completely fuck up the tech. They expect me to have problems with sound. The fact that you were in frame and not blurry and didn't sound like you were Neil Armstrong walking on the moon already is a massive win for this stream. So I'm you so are glad. you are already so you're playing with so much house money right now. So I trust me, you you have no you you're uh, you're you're gold. I I would imagine the the jitters have worn off by now. Right. I mean, uh, I mean, uh, you know what it is? It's like, it's, I'm the new girl. Yeah. New girl. new girl at school. And you know, you walk into a, an established thing with an yeah. established cast, with an established rapport. And, and, and I don't, I mean, I've tried really hard to read up on Apex <clears> and I've, <throat> I, I'm trying very, very hard to study it, but you know, it's, it's a, it's kind of an interesting, complicated. It is. Game lots of characters it's, and backstories so i yeah i'm probably quieter because i'm like i'm not fully aware of the the world the environment yet uh it's okay I, my mod june is saying yeah honestly i'm surprised there weren't any technical issues thank you june it's that vote of confidence that i always cherish that <laughs> my mods know me very well it's like yeah chris actually got on the internet he he didn't screw up the twitch he uh, somehow got her on Zoom and there were no problems. It's like, yeah, I eventually can learn. I can be taught. Um, yeah. So, okay. Hey, I the update might have actually finished. Let me see. It's not finished yet. It looks like it's almost done, though. It looks like it's almost done. Do you, do you want to see what the game looks like? Yeah, I do. Okay. I, I think it's going to be close to being finished here. I... Um, we should have gotten liquor. You should have gotten a little, you know, drambui on your end. I should have gotten a little salty. No. Yeah, no, just I, a, I felt... no, I don't mean get drunk for it. I mean like toast season seven. Oh, yeah, well, I can yeah, toast yeah. it with my water. Yeah, I'll my, toast it with my, my agua beaker. here. My plastic beaker. Yeah. Bebemos. Do you speak, do you speak <laughs> any other languages? I'm, I'm, Slanja. Slanja. Here's looking up your old address. Okay, yeah, I don't speak any French. Tupanga. That's it. Okay, yeah. You've already said too much. That's because I love Celine Dion. We've already established that. Well, I actually, uh, I can't say any more about it, but I auditioned for a character that is French for a show today. And it wouldn't have been... Well, you know of the show, but that's all I could say. So I'm sure... You must have fun with certain accents more than others. Are there ones where it's right in your wheelhouse and you think, oh, yeah, this accent, I don't even have to think about it. Others, okay, I got to go to the internets and I got to do my research and get it down, you know. Um, well, I mean, I do a lot of British, you know, where I have to do the RP. Yeah, the um, received pronunciation, yes. Uh, I, you know, I think that's more my Tess Grayman. She's more in that realm. 
Yeah, um, but you don't have to think about that. That's probably just a muscle you're activating there. There's a lot of, I, I love Russian, you know, like talk like this. Right. Russian accent. Um, right. Potato, you know. Um, I don't know. I just, I. Potato. I <laughs> potato. I made vodka for potato. Um, is there anything you would like to say to the fans of Apex and the people on the chat right now before we go? I just, I'm just really, I thank you. I'm so overwhelmed by how warm and lovely this community is and how overwhelmingly sweet everybody has been. And just bear with me because I'm so new to, I don't know, even Twitter. I'm kind of new to Twitter. I used it before, but not the way I am now. And so thank you. I just thank you so much. It's really lovely to get to know you guys and see everybody's names come up and go, oh, I remember them. I remember them. So it's awesome. Well, I, I think they already are in love with uh, Horizon and um, they're definitely getting to know you. And yes, I mean, you can come back on here anytime you want, but if you are thinking about starting a Twitch, then, you know, they have just chatting. They have singing. They have anything you want to do on your Twitch, you can do it. So, you know, okay. yeah. You think, you think people would come and just listen to me yammer? <laughs> they, they listen to you for two hours tonight. So, yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. To answer your question, yes, I believe people would come and listen to you yammer. Okay. To hear will, you weege all over the place. I, at some point, will be weeging all over the place, yammering, <laughs> doing my thing. Well, thank you so much, Chris. I appreciate it. This has been really fun. Absolutely.